Fearless Creators Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Fearless Creators Podcast. For online brave hearts who want to stand up from the crowd and stand up for their message. With content marketing strategies you can actually use. I'm your host Swapna Thomas and I will teach you how to market your message with fun and fearless content. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host Swapna Thomas and I teach you how to market your message with fun and fearless content. If this is your first time tuning into our show, welcome, a big welcome to you. Uh, I hope you love the show and you stay around to listening to the past and future episodes. And if you have been tuning into our show week after week, I hope you're really enjoying the content and I'm getting some fabulous feedback from the people who are listening to the podcast. So thank you to all of you for your support and for lending your ears. Today we have an interview with yet another gorgeous entrepreneur and this particular entrepreneur also happens to be one of my very very good friends. Uh, Pratibha Pal is a social media strategist. Uh, She also lives in India just like me but um, we have been friends uh, for almost I think what now five years but we have never met in person which is very very weird but also you know it just so happens because India is a very big country and even though we live in the same country we are geographically quite far apart and it just hasn't happened yet but fingers crossed it's going to happen someday soon because uh, she is one of my closest friends not just online but also offline and we really rely on each other for support and um, you know just inspiration all the time uh, but um, she is not here as my friend today she's here as a social media strategist and she is really good let me tell you that uh, Pratibha works with entrepreneurs who are struggling to get an engagement on social media who ne- need help to gain visibility on social media and they want to focus on their core you know zone of genius and outsource all the other stuff um with respect to the social media to someone else so she takes care of that and um, uh, she herself has uh, two Facebook pages one for her uh, social media business but she also is an avid um, uh, organic blogger she blogs about all things organic and she has a wonderful page which gives a lot of information about green living and organic living and that page has engagement like gangbusters it's an amazing page and she has so much organic reach and engagement that you know that's a testament to her skill um personally for me facebook pages are my achilles heel i just haven't figured out the best way to uh, market on facebook pages i'm trying and i'm getting better but it's still not all there you know um and i think that's a that's a struggle that a lot of entrepreneurs can identify with because we are good at one thing right we have one skill that we are really good at But uh, there are these other things like Facebook pages, Instagram accounts, Twitter and all these other things that we need. We really need to market what the content that we are creating, but that's not really our zone of genius. And it takes so much time to uh, create a whole different content plan for these, these platforms that it can take away from our core skills and the zone of genius that we are in. And someone like Pratibha 
helps to take that headache away from you and you know just magically or at least that's what I like to believe that you know she will uh, just magically lay it out in a plan for you and create that engagement and reach for your page um, beautifully. Today we are talking to Pratibha about five fatal mistakes that you might be committing on your Facebook page and that is killing your Facebook page. So she's going to tell us all about these five fatal mistakes and then um, we are uh, going to know how to fix them if we are committing those mistakes. Uh, we, I'll also talk to her about why do we need Facebook pages uh, in our businesses today is is it still relevant because you know facebook pages have become so much about paid ads and priority visibility and all these stuff that that's not organic anymore so a lot of entrepreneurs and that includes me have felt at one point of time if it is even worth the time and effort that we are putting into it so all this juicy stuff is in the episode that we are going to record today and I can't wait to get into this stuff with Pratibha because she's really good. So let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to the podcast, Pratibha. Hi, Swapna. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Thank you. It feels really weird to be so formal to each other because we talk to each other like a uh, hundred times a day and we're chatting constantly. So... Because we are on the podcast today, it feels a little bit formal and I feel like, you know, I should, you know, I should have dressed up a little bit and put up a little makeup, even though you can't see me. And, you know, I should talk like a proper lady and all, but I don't think I'll be able to do that. Don't worry, I wouldn't be able to do that either. <laughs> and what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on the fact that um, we have known each other for almost five years now and we haven't met a single time? I think we really need to have something planned so that we can meet this year. This is something that we've been planning every year, but it generally just fizzles out. But I think it's time that we really met each other. It's, it's been really high time. And I don't really uh, you know, worry if the family is there or not. I, don't, I just want to meet you so that yeah. you know, I can, we can have a lot of our time together. Yeah. Uh, let's plan that soon then. But today, it's all about your uh, expertise and your authority in social media. And that's what we are going to focus on in our uh, podcast today. So are you excited for that? Excited and nervous also. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So tell us a little bit about your business and your founder story because I know you have a really interesting story of transitioning from one industry to another but you don't really tell it often so I would like everyone to hear about your story. Okay, uh, I've always uh, loved writing and just to extend my love for writing further, I mastered, I've done my master's in journalism. Uh, I majored in print media. And I used to work with a couple of leading Indian dailies, uh, you know, as in the capacity of a sub-editor for a couple of supplements. What happened after that was that I moved to the industry of e-learning because obviously uh, that was again an offshoot of writing and it gave me more uh, insights on how to write different kind of topics. 
one thing led to the other from a strategist i moved to the role of a project manager and uh, that was my last 9 to 5 job in the corporate world as a corporate uh, as a project manager i quit the corporate world almost 9 years ago because i was expecting my twin boys who are now close to 8 and i knew i couldn't uh, i knew that i didn't want to get back to the corporate world because you know managing work and twin boys was something i wasn't mentally and physically prepared for because i think working came with its own uh, you know pros and cons and uh, i also didn't want to miss my children growing up what happened afterwards was again i was looking at avenues to keep myself occupied because there was just a little you know that much baby talk that you could do or have a conversation with your kids you needed something to keep yourself grounded to keep yourself you know in sync with what's happening to the world in, in the world that's when i discovered blogging and uh, even within blogging i was not sure what i wanted to write Yeah. and then there was a time when i was looking for you know products and uh, you know ways to bring up my children in a more natural environment and kind of ditch the chemical products so i discovered an entire world of chemical free living and that's what i realized could be my niche in my blogging so that's one of the blogs that i you know have which is uh, you know on eco living on natural living and promoting chemical free uh, products and talking about a lot of do it yourself uh, techniques now once that was kind of established i wanted to do something more and that's when i discovered you know the uh, the lovely world of facebook as i may call it <laughs> and you know one thing led to the other then i realized that i wanted to know more about you know how social media works how the different channels work and before i realized before i realized it i was deep into social media and i knew that this was something else that i wanted to work on mm-hmm. so that's basically my journey on uh, you know from a journalist to a project manager to a blogger to a social media consultant mm and what an interesting journey it has been right so many industries and so many different niches that you have worked in so tell us what do you do as a social media consult consult and what do you do for your clients what i uh, do is i uh, i work with them uh, to kind of you know get more visible to help them uh, make the facebook page more visible through and, and sorry the business more visible through the facebook page mm mm-hmm. So there are a lot of women I know who are very overwhelmed of getting visible and uh, you know being seen. Mm-hmm. I am talking to one, and <laughs> uh, and what happens is uh, even even if you are trying to be visible on Facebook and you are trying to get your business shown, you probably not doing it the right way. So there are a lot of uh, you know insights that I work on. I study the business. I study what what can work for them. you know i work on a lot of permutations and combination ditch ideas recreate ideas and kind of you know uh, make them uh, come to a concrete social media plan that can work for their business mhm okay like you said you know i have a definitely have a love hate relationship with facebook um i love facebook but i am not such a big fan of facebook pages and i know there are a lot of other entrepreneurs like me who who really want to work with facebook pages but they uh, are either you know they are just over the whole you have to pay for everything for reach for engagement for views and just can't seem to get ahead 
with the whole facebook pages so in your opinion do you, what do you think you know why do we still need to focus on facebook pages especially um should we just skip to some other platforms uh, like twitter or instagram maybe is it still worth the effort and the time that we put in of course it is very much uh, you know worth the time that you put in let 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 me get a couple of facts really straight about how facebook pages work now it certainly is a one stop post interface and if if you use it properly so there's a lot that you can do to leverage your business through the facebook pages see the first thing is that it's free you don't really have to pay to you know get or create your own facebook page the only hitch is when you want to use it the right way so even when you want to use it the right way to get the organic reach is something that i work on a lot i very rarely would recommend my clients to do an ad or you know boost a post uh, unless it's really required for example if it's a new opt in yes i would certainly recommend an ad to get more subscribers but otherwise even for their post i try very 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 uh, you know hard to ensure that it's an organic reach hmm. and with a couple of tweaks like you know if if you have a couple of settings on your facebook page right and there are certain tasks that you're doing consistently it's it's absolutely very easy to you know be more visible hmm. so you think organic reach is still possible with facebook pages <sighs> Absolutely I I work with uh, a particular client of mine who's got a reach of at least 300k every day and that's massive oh. and that's massive and everything is organic yeah that's amazing that's mind blowing actually that's really mind blowing i know <laughs> so we are talking about five fatal mistakes that are probably killing your facebook page so why don't you lead us into the five fatal mistakes that uh, i'm pretty sure that i'm committing but maybe you know some of other other listeners would want to rectify those mistakes right away okay uh, i i have worked with a lot of clients as i said before and there are these you know there are a lot of them but the five really important uh, checklists that i really you know look at a facebook page when i'm taking over one Mm-hmm. uh are the following the first mistake a lot of us uh, do is not having a call to action button now a call to action button is just below your cover picture and it a cover uh, a cta will direct people or drive people to take action that are important for your business mm-hmm. so now a call to action can have multiple uses you can link it back to your website you can probably link it back to uh, a page on your website that will you know give them free discovery calls you have opt-ins you have subscription lists you have probably a link to a blog post that is you know one of your very well read or you know viral blog posts and a lot more there are a lot of uh, options that you can think of and that's one of the important things because the call to action button will direct back uh, will direct the person back to your business mm-hmm a lot of us uh, miss that yeah. and uh, and you know uh, once you have a call to action a button it is it is a very inherent quality for a person browsing uh, the facebook page to click on the call to action button yeah. so when you do have a call to action button you really need to make a uh, make a very conscious choice as to where you want the person to be led when he clicks on it okay and what do you think is the you know most effective uh, call to action to put on a facebook page 
certainly not a paid uh, sales or you know, a link to a paid uh, page or a sales page because that can kind of put a person off because you need to understand this person is exploring your page and he wants to know more so i would suggest that you can either you know link them to uh, a free opt-in where the person can also sign up and it will also build up a subscription list or if you do not have an opt-in just link them back to your website or your blog where they can read a lot more about what you do right Right. So anything that gives them value and actually uh, helps them understand your uh, business better, but not something that would, you know, get into their face and start pitching them products immediately. Absolutely. No pitching on a call to action button, please. All right. Got it. So what's the second fatal mistake? The second mistake what we uh, all do is not using links in posts to drive traffic. Now, a call to action button is not enough. Now, in case a person misses a call to action button, what is the next next best way to reach you? So if you have posts that you're making on your Facebook page, try and include a link of your business or, you know, a link it back to a blog post or, you know, a discovery call, a testimonial or anything that you would want to, you know, lead the person back to your website. So it should not be just, you know, a fancy quote or, you know, a fancy uh, meme or an external post. The person also needs to know what you do. So it could be something with a very easy lead in saying that this is something that I'm talking about on my blog with a link and the person. And, and of course, use very catchy uh, lines in your uh, post so that the person is tempted, is prompted to click on the link and visit your uh, website. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right. A lot of times I see Facebook pages which are full with, um, you know, inspirational quotes and funny memes and all that stuff, but hardly any links to their own websites or their own content. And uh, yeah, I agree that it needs to have compelling copy and headlines which will actually make people, you know, click them. Uh I may be having, you know, I have a input here that I can give even though I'm not a Facebook page expert by any standards. But I think one of the uh, reasons people trip up on using these links and, you know, promoting their own content on uh, Facebook pages because they're not able to plan and schedule it ahead. So probably using tools like, you know, social media scheduling tools like Buffer or uh, Meet Edgar, which actually recycle your content um in in you know periodically and you don't it's like you know uh, fill it and shut it kind of a, you you can completely forget about it it's a system that will automate your social media posting especially for your content on your website and recently i saw something called uh, missing letter which basically takes your blog post and creates um, a bunch of social media posts from that content automatically and it will keep feeding it to you know dripping into your social media platforms periodically so i think something like that having something like that in place is brilliant and it would uh, definitely make it more engaging and uh, help you stay on plan a little bit more absolutely absolutely right Sofna. you can do that yeah okay so let's talk about the third mistake then the third one is not monitoring your competitors. Now, when I say monitoring your competitors, I don't mean, you know, just kind of hound them. But there's an option on your Facebook page where you can add up to five pages of your competitors or people who are the same niche so that, you know, you can monitor what is it that they are doing or what's working on their page. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So it 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 gives you the results of I think up to about seven posts that are doing very well in that particular week, or the kind of engagement that you have uh, that they have received. It's a very good way for you to map your content versus their content or your Facebook page versus their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of times when you know when we are spending uh, you know working on content, but it just doesn't really work. So at this point of time, you can look at the monitor your competitors, uh, you know, option, and see what is it that they're doing. Maybe it's a different kind of words that they're using. Maybe even if they're just putting up memes or they're putting up quotes, they're doing it differently. Maybe they're using different hashtags. There's a lot of uh, things that you can learn when you monitor, uh, you know, your competitors' uh, Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I would certainly want you to uh, opt for on your Facebook pages. because it's going to give you a lot of insights and it's also going to give you a lot of you know food for thought on how you can build up your page right and uh, obviously you are not talking about copying their content but it's more about understanding that because they are targeting a very similar audience to you you can you can see what kind of content is appealing to your audience and probably you know start creating or tweaking your content to uh, match that style it's not about copying any content right absolutely it's certainly not about copying it's it's basically understanding what's working for them and what's not working for you mm yeah and uh, one more question that i have is if i'm watching my competitors pages uh, will they get to know about it and they will they think that i'm a creepy stalker no they won't see they'll get a notification that their page has been put on a page pages to watch page right but they will not know who is watching them okay so if if you choose to watch my page i'll get a notification that my page has been put on a pages to watch list mm-hmm. but i don't know who's watching me okay so they so that, know that they have stalkers just not that yes. it's me <laughs> yes they know they have stalkers but they won't know it's you <laughs> oh, you can simply awesome. add them awesome that i love this kind of stalking then okay so let's let's get into the fourth mistake The fourth one is a very common one. A lot of people kind of shy away from monitoring their insights. The insights is like the bible of your uh, you know Facebook page. It's got everything in it. It's just got everything in it. And it's one of the most easiest options that you can work on on your page. Mm-hmm. It helps it really helps you to understand how your page is doing, how your page is working right from the kind of audience who's visiting your page to the kind of posts that are doing well on your page what is reach that they're getting to something as important as when are your fans online on the page which is one of the very deciding factors on when you need to post mm-hmm. so your insights has got this entire plethora of information that you really need to tap on if you're if you're using facebook page it doesn't matter even if you outsource your work or if you're managing your facebook page on your own this is something that i tell my clients who i'm even working with that i think you know you really need to visit your insights to see how it's doing to see how whatever i'm planning for you is doing because that's going to you know give them an entire idea on how the page is working mm-hmm. okay so i have a question here uh now if i'm monitoring my insights and i get to know when what time are my fans online and what you know geographical part are they from uh, how do i create content to creatively use that information see you you already have an information of you know when your fans are online and the type of people who are online now these kind of people would come with a certain uh, interest 
right they have they would have a certain interest mm-hmm. now depending on the frequency of your content that you post now if if i were to say that you're posting four times a day i would say that have at least one post that caters to the particular audience who is you know on a high rate on your page who's who's visiting your page frequently mm-hmm. in some way intersperse it with your business and you know kind of make the post prominent on your page okay got it okay let's this is really interesting stuff so let's get into the final final fatal mistake the final one is uh not planning your content now once you look at your insights you obviously have an idea as to what's doing well and what isn't doing well now if you look at your insights if you feel that only links are doing well it doesn't mean that you kind of you know bombard your entire timeline with only link posts it needs it's very important to have the right kind of balance on the kind of posts that you're doing so i would suggest that you know you need to have a content calendar in place where you kind of decide on how many times in a week or how many times in a day you're going to post mm-hmm. so if you're going to make three posts a day decide on what it's going to be so it could be one quote it could be one thing that's linking back to your blog or to your website a discovery call a testimonial anything it could be anything so you need to have uh, those entire uh, content planned onto your facebook page Mm-hmm. it also makes a lot of sense to have a, a theme that's running across and onto your pages for example if if i were to look at uh, you know the month of april april is all about the world environment uh, the world earth day so i would i i kind of you know did one entire uh, thing on my other social media blog where we talked a lot about repurposing content because that was again akin to you know like you know recycling So we did a we we kind of running a theme on you know repurpose we're doing a theme on recycle I'm doing a uh, entire theme on you know recycle goods on my other blog so it makes a very uh, you know it gives you kind of a head start and it gives you an opportunity to plan on what could be plugged in particular month or a particular week Mhm Yeah so if you know May is Mother's Day here in India and some other countries so you can start thinking about what kind of content are you going to plan around that and if you you know if you already know that what are the holidays that are going to fall in various months so you can start planning the content for that just like you Absolutely. would for your blog right Absolutely so it it makes a lot of sense for you to have that So you know that's something that I would really recommend is having a content calendar in place it could be something as simple as an excel sheet mm-hmm. that you just map it out for every month and you know just just have columns and rows that say you know post 1 post 2 post 3 and the days and then you sort it one look at it and you know what's going to be working mm-hmm. yeah and you know you are handling uh, as a social media consultant you are handling a lot of different uh, uh, accounts for your clients so give us a little bit of a behind the scenes peek into how do you plan and batch and you know manage all this content for different clients because most of us are overwhelmed by just one account and one platform what i uh, i insist on with my clients is you know at least when we are starting out is uh, a weekly call so that you know i understand their voice i understand their mindset and i understand what is it exactly that they want to you know achieve through the page and that gives me the first uh, you know step of creating content and even when i'm working with my clients it's it's not i i would prefer my clients to be completely you know also in in sync with what i am doing 
So I, even if I'm doing a batch content, so I basically plan for at least 15 days in advance. So, you know, I, I kind of block my content for 15 days for each page that I'm working on. It also gives me a breather. It gives me breathing space. Mm. So I uh, run through the entire post through them. And, you know, we kind of quickly brainstorm on this is working and that's not working. And, of course, we refer to the insights very often to see, you know, what's doing really well. And then we plan our content accordingly. So for me, batching is really important because I work with a minimum of three clients at any given point of time. And that's uh, that's something which kind of sometimes it overwhelms me because I'm working with people in different industries. So it's it's not like, you know, everybody's from the same industry. So for me to kind of unwind from one industry and to move to the other, it takes time. So that's the reason why I look at, you know, at least 15 days of batch content that helps me, uh, you know, allocate my work accordingly. Mm. And I think that's something that even you as a page uh, owner can do. Yeah. And uh, and another idea that I got from what you were saying is that if we can't afford, you know, if one is not in a position to outsource their social media right away, doing something like what you do is to, you know, have a document where you know about your voice, brand's voice, your uh, personality and all the elements that you want to convey through your social media and your brand. Have a doc, have it documented in one place so that when you're creating content, you know exactly what kind of content to create for your audience and you know then you can go ahead and batch create that content absolutely and uh, you know what's more important is that if you have such a document in place you can also hand it over to somebody if you're hiring at a later stage so that the person is uh, you know at the at the start they know what it what is it that they can expect to do on your page yeah yeah that's that's wonderful Oh, this is so much good stuff, Pratipa. I'm really uh, loving this information and I'm feeling a little bit inspired to take another crack at my Facebook page, uh, even though it's not one of my favorite things to do. Um, what would be your one, you know, one last um, tip or uh, one last advice that you would want to give to anybody who is struggling with their Facebook pages, uh, who have probably a debt page and want to revive it, where should they start? Uh, They can start right away. And I would just say that be consistent, be very consistent. And if you can just monitor your insights, that is going to be, you know, your starting of reviving your Facebook page. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's the starting point, right? Start monitoring your insights. Yes. Yeah. And obviously do all the other things that she has talked about, like, you know, use the call to action button, use links in your post, monitor your competitors and use your insights and obviously plan your content. Uh, thank you so much, Pratibha, for uh, this wonderful uh, episode today. I loved everything that you said and it all makes so much sense. Um, and uh, I'm definitely committing quite a few of these mistakes. So I'll go and rectify those on my page. Uh, tell our listeners where can they find more about you and uh, what you do. You can find me on uh, socialmediawire.com. That's my website. And you can also follow me. I've got all my other social media links on that page. You can follow me over there. What I also do is I offer uh, consultations on how to revive uh, your Facebook page. I help you with, you know, getting your content ready. And I also manage Facebook pages. So if you need any help, please feel uh, free to reach out to me. 
Yeah, awesome. We are going to put all that information in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much again, Pratibha, for being on the call. And uh, I'm pretty sure that after we are done with the podcast, we are again going to talk. <laughs> so I'm not going to say, uh, you know, a final, final bye, but just a short and sweet bye to you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure talking to you, Fatima. That was Pratibha with her amazing insight and information on Facebook pages and how to get the best out of them. Like I said, you know, they are not my best friends, Facebook pages, but uh, after this particular episode, I'm feeling inspired to take another crack at it and put my content lens on the uh, whole Facebook page thing because I think it's all about content, right? So I definitely am going to take another crack at it. And uh, my biggest takeaways are obviously the five fatal mistakes and you know how to fix them. The first being uh, you not using the call to action button on the Facebook page, you should definitely use that and lead that to something that is value added for your, uh, you know, target market. And uh, it should not be a paid uh, promo of any kind. The second mistake it is not using links in your Facebook pages to your own website. So not promoting your blog post, not promoting your opt-ins, on the Facebook page content. Uh, it seems like, you know, really straightforward and simple, but it's it's really surprising a lot of people don't do that. Uh, the third mistake is not monitoring your competitor. And it doesn't need to be like a stalker thing, but you can add page, uh, these competitors pages to pages to watch list and see the kind of content they are delivering to their content and modify and tweak your content accordingly. The fourth mistake is not using insights. Uh, I have, you know, I really think that is the key to this whole thing, monitoring your insights properly and keeping on, you know, keeping a tab on when your fans are online, where are they from, what is their behavior like and all this plethora of information that Facebook is making available to us, we should definitely use that. And finally, not planning the content, which is very ironic for somebody who's a content strategist, but not having a planned content calendar for your Facebook page is definitely a cardinal sin. So I'm going to start rectifying that right away. And hopefully you're going to do that too. Um, uh, let's work on our Facebook pages and let's start getting more and more organic reach and as well as, you know, uh, pay to play sometimes because uh, that's the reality of uh, 2017 and the years to come. We will have to pay and uh, get more visibility on our Facebook pages, but we should that doesn't mean that we should not work on organic reach. So that's my biggest takeaway from this episode. Um, it was an amazing episode. If you liked it, please review it on iTunes and uh, um, keep tuning back for more such content. And if you have any suggestions for content topics that you would like to me to talk about on the podcast uh, you can send them to me at uh, info at swapnathomas.com uh, don't forget to download your free diy content strategy toolkit from swapnathomas.com and keep tuning back into the fearless creators podcast see you next time stay fearless <music>